Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's interview episode for She Coaches Coaches. I have a special guest. Her name is Yvonne McCoy, and she is a return favorite. Yvonne is an international women's business strategist, speaker, and consultant, and she lost all of her clients due to the pandemic. Now, that was a few years ago. And so what she did was different. She pivoted. She pivoted her focus to helping herself and then her new clients with productivity and profit using a CEO mojo mindset. Welcome, Yvonne. I'm so glad you're back on She Coaches Coaches. Candy, I, I love talking to you, and I hope that your audience comes away with something really good. So excited to be here again. Yeah. So we were talking just before I hit record. And I know that what we're going to talk about is the concept of dead reckoning. Now, if anybody's watching this on YouTube, you're going to see that Yvonne's got Yvonne McCoy, business strategist over top of her, the side of her there. But she's also got, I don't know, how do I, how do I describe it? A great photo behind you right? There's money, there's time, there's everything. And every time I think about our business, and I think about your approach of productivity, and time and income and profitability, I always think that you've got a different approach. So we were going to talk about dead reckoning. And I know this might be different than most people are Mm -hmm. used to hearing. Well, I think the first thing just, you know, as clarification is I think people think of productivity as being something that you check off a box, you do a checklist, and that's a whole different show. But what I really want to talk about is, you know, it doesn't matter how fast you're going if you're going in the wrong direction. And that's where the one small change comes in. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, was a huge lesson for me to learn, because I have to say that I had a very rigid personality, um, you know, a couple decades ago, it was like, I was like one of these people who didn't want to make mistakes. And I, you know, I was, you know, brought up to be the good girl and follow these steps. And, you know, 
go through high school, go through college and get a good job. And those things, well, first of all, they didn't fit my personality Um, (laughs) because I didn't want to get married, you know. Um, And the other thing was life. The only constant in life is change. And so you have to have a way to deal with that. You know, I often say to people, if you don't have a reset strategy, you have a problem. I mean, so that's why the concept of dead reckoning is so powerful, not only in your business, but in your personal life. So if I can just take a minute and explain what it is, it is that would it's be great. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, I, I know what it is, but I also know that there's a lot of people that are not familiar with the term. So. So when I first started playing with this, I used the word legacy and legacy just sounds fuddy duddy and old and like, you know, when you die. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Dead reckoning is a sailing term. It's a sailing term to help you navigate. So when I first started my business years ago, my tagline was um, life is a journey learned to navigate. And that really is I still believe in that. Right. And the way that you navigate should be the same in business as it is in your personal life. Otherwise, you've got two split personalities. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know when I when I had small children, I would like walk in the door. You know, I'd get to the front door, take a deep breath and go, "Okay, now I'm going to become so and so. I mean, I, I remember so vividly that one time for work, I bought a white suit and I was so excited about this white suit. It's like, look at me. I'm I'm grown up. I have a white suit, right? And I walked in the door, and I and my kids came rushing, and I was like, "No, don't touch me!" No, sorry, I digress. Dead reckoning has to do with picking where you want to end up, because with currents and wind, you can't sail in a straight line, and that's what happens in our life and our business. If we know where we want to end up, we can adjust accordingly. And that's not really new. I mean, planes have autocorrect piloting all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But what it does is if you know where you're going, it helps you make decisions faster and quicker and bolder. So, for instance, if you start because you're starting with the end, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I want to do this, you know, in the near future, you know, probably one of the first things that comes to you is, do I have the money? Do I have the time? I mean, those are like, you know, the big, the big two objections and and criteria. But if you say, I want to be this 20 years from now, and I want to do something, then you say to yourself, is this worth the money and the time if it's going to move me to where I want to go? If I have to go back to school, and it takes me three years to get this, but it's something that's going to help me 20 years down the road, then it's worth it. Right. If I'm only looking at something that's going to take me three years and a lot of money, and it's not really in where I'm headed, it doesn't make any sense at all. So, you know, that is what dead reckoning is and how it changes things and helps you make decisions. So if you say, for instance, I mean, you know, if you have something really clear that you want to be a specific thing, you have fairly, fairly detailed steps to get to that. But your life is about so many more things. So part of that is the values and the mission that you have. And that doesn't mean that you have to know exactly what that is today, but you have to have an idea in the direction that you're going. And so if 
you know, part of your, you know, relationships that you're picking, whether it's it's a spouse or whether it's a business partner, if honesty is something that's really important to you, you don't want somebody that's going to always take shortcuts and want, you know, wants to rob a bank or, you know, something like that. Or go for some really high risk funding or something like right. that. I just want to come back to the idea of putting in your GPS coordinates. There's there's a different approach than I hear many business coaches talk about is that so often in our culture, we're focused on the six month or the 12 month goal or gasp the five year plan. Mm-hmm. Now, in you know the world of entrepreneurship, especially for my audience, solopreneurs, coaches, they're not normally thinking 10 years or 20 years out. And so what you talked about, about having that end goal in mind, thank you, Dr. Stephen Covey, for bringing that you know, forward to our, you know, our conscious mind. But when we start with that, but we have a longer time range, I think there's something really powerful there. So the example that you gave of, you know, do I want to invest in a three-year program that's pricey? If it's going to move me in that direction for that long range goal, well, now that's worth it. And so how often do business coaches or coaches thinking of building their business, how often are they thinking in that longer range plan? And that might change entirely what kinds of decisions you make for your business. You know, like if you want a seven figure business and you want, and and you think that somehow you got to get it in three years, it's a very different animal than if you're like, no, 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 I want to do this in a way that's sustainable, that doesn't burn me out, that allows me to maintain my relationships. And I'm okay if I wait 10 years to create that. Very different flavor, you know? And I think the other thing is, um, I think so often we're taught that success is a destination. You know, you do this and you get here. One of the things I've learned is success is progress. If I can make progress going to where I'm going. And, you know, I tell people all the time that some of the best business strategies that I have came from losing weight. I don't know if I ever told you about that. Yes. Yes. It's great. Yeah. Um, and so that's what another reason why I feel like, you know, that that, you know, the models and stuff that I that I share with my clients should be used personally and professionally. And so, you know, one of my favorite sayings is it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It only matters how many times you get up and how fast, right. you know, so you have to have a recovery strategy. So, you know, for instance, um, the short version of the story was that I was over 400 pounds. I was homebound. Um, I ended up losing almost 200. I kept 150 of it off. But the reason I did it was because I wanted to be an active grandmother. Right. Okay. Now I was, when my first grandchild came around, I wasn't going to be active with them that, you know, I was going to play with them and all that kind of stuff, but I wanted to be able to go to the beach with them and, you know, take trips with them and all those kinds of things. Right. And that wasn't like something that was going to happen in the next two years, you know, or the next necessarily five years. So when I was faced with a challenge about how I wanted to live my life and how I wanted to eat, that was something that brought me back. It was like, 
okay, so I, you know, so I overate this time, but I don't have to keep doing that if I want to have these trips, right? If I want to, you know, and so when you actually, I mean, before the pandemic, we went to Mexico and I took my kids and my grandkids and we, you know, we rented a villa and it was fabulous. It was like my dream come true about what I wanted to do to be an active grandmother, you know? Mm. I mean, yeah. We had our own pool and we went scuba diving and we did all these things. Right. And so that is the feeling that you want to have. It took me a while to get there. But each, you know, each time I did something, it was like, OK, this is kind of, you know, affirming what I want, but I want more. Yeah. And yeah. so, again, you you made that choice. You put those GPS coordinates in and it was more of a quality than anything. I want to be an active grandmother. Mm -hmm. you know, so you get to decide what's active. In your case, it was very active. And for others, it may not have been as active, but you got to choose that for yourself. And then you've got a time frame. You used it to give yourself that grace to actually achieve mm -hmm. that. And using it as that guidepost, like, well, so this action that I did, moved me away from where I wanted to be as an active mm -hmm. grandmother. So what do I do next? Right. So I fell down and then I got up. Um, right. So recovery. So I'm just kind of working through which here. Is, so just kind of like resilience recovery. Yes. Is resilience. I just, yeah. there's a, there's a piece here that I think is, is really helpful for the listeners. So we've got the, we start with the, like, what's the dream, right? What's the end. And then we know we're going to fall down. So we have a recovery plan. We give ourselves some time. What else? What else do we do? I think I think a really important part of it is I don't know how to say this right. So it sounds right, but but yeah. that you don't blame yourself. Oh, if, yeah. If you're if you're doing something new, you're going to make mistakes. And our typical way that we approach things is what's wrong with me or I'm not good enough or why can't I do this? Everybody else seems like, you know, we compare ourselves to other people. So it's like, why, why can't I do this? And everybody else is doing it. And, and, you know, the part that that comes into play, particularly when you're working really hard and you're not seeing the results, it's like, I'm working really hard. And, you know, and so one of the, one of the, you know, I say to, you know, models that I give my people is called the three P's. Okay. And so typically we, you know, when we're either, you know, talking to ourselves or we're talking to, you know, when we start to bring staff on, we have this, you know, we, we, we talk and say, why is this happening to me? What's wrong with me? Or, you know, Cheryl never does this right. Or Bob, you know, you know, and so the first P is not to go to the person, but to go to the procedure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that you have something objective to look at. What was supposed to happen? What were the steps that I was supposed to use? What threw me off? So in terms of, in terms of, let's say this sounds really weird, but in terms of like eating, I used to be like the first person at a buffet, you know, I was there first. Right. And so I had to say to myself, what is the purpose of me going to this restaurant or whatever? And it was to socialize. It was not to eat like I was, you know, never going to eat again, like the last meal. And so what I started doing was not being the first person in line. And I discovered something really weird that apparently it's really important to me how the food looks. Oh. So if it looks like it's been moved around, 
then yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> so interesting. And isn't when that, isn't that an, like, what an interesting thing to discover that this yeah. aesthetic is important, right? Right. So, so when you do something new, you're going to break your pattern. And even if you don't succeed, you're going to learn something from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So that was kind of what I learned. And then I was like, okay, what would, what can I do differently? Cause I want to enjoy the party. I don't want to be the first and eat like it's the last meal, but maybe I can not wait to the end when everything is like, you know, whatever, um, yeah. you know, or I can, look over it when it looks good. And then when I go back, I know what I want, you know? So just having, you know, having kind of a a strategy, but you are always going to, um, if you look at the procedure, you know, not going someplace and being hungry when you go. Mm -hmm. Right. So that you don't, you know, you're not like, Oh, you know, this is a food thing, but in your business, it's the same thing. What is the purpose? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Like when COVID hit, you know, I was like everybody, I needed cash flow. So I'm like, I'm going to put together a workshop. I'm going to put together a class. But I also was doing my uh, my course that I was having professionally videoed and stuff. And I'm like, you know, the class that I was going to do was gain an hour a day. Right. Um, it was still a good class. But, you know, I was being I didn't have enough time to do both. And I sat down and said, OK, this is for short term thing the professionally videoed course is something that's going to be around for a couple of years. I need to put my energy into that, which I did, which was good because then we had lockdown and everybody had more hours than a day than they ever wanted. And so my course, (laughs) my course wouldn't have sold anyway. And, but what's, and what's so interesting too, like, I like how you used, you know, your weight loss journey and what you learned there and made it makes it a super easy translation for business when you're see the awareness, like what's my process? So the first thing you're doing is you're looking at the process instead of the person as a problem. So you're diffusing that negative emotion, the embarrassment, Mm -hmm. that negative self-talk, then you created a slightly different procedure, right? You created Mm -hmm. a slightly different process in the, I'm not going to be the first at the buffet, for example. And then how did that go? And then you evaluate and then mm-hmm. you adjust. And but and, and it's ahead, sorry, there's something else here that is so important, especially around solopreneurs, is this not getting into blaming yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that alone, if anybody's listening to this episode, just pause and rewind that. You know, listen to how Yvonne describes that. Like this stop blaming yourself. It's not, you're not a problem. You're just learning a new thing. You got to be willing to make those mistakes, right? So when you get to the person part, you know, whether it's you or another person, one of the things you're looking about is, did I know exactly what I was actually trying to do? Did I really know? Did I have a clear purpose, right, about Mm -hmm. what I was going to do? Did I have the training necessary to do it? Did I have the resources to do it? Okay, so, you know, an example that I give, if you delegate to somebody else and you say, you know, make me, you know, 25 collated copies of something and they come back and they only have 15. Right. You know, if the issue is they ran out of paper. It's not that they didn't know how to make it, but they ran out of paper, then the procedure that you now need is what do I have in place so that 
stuff gets ordered ahead of time so we don't run out of paper. And the right. same thing is true is the same thing is true for us. It do I have the training? Do I have the resources? If I don't, where can I go? Where can I go get help? And I think as solopreneurs, I think we think that asking for help is a weakness. Mm-hmm. Asking for help is a strength. Yeah. Right? Because you're actually aware that you need something to make your big idea work. And then there's one last thing. The third P is be proactive. And what that means is don't solve every problem as, you know, an individual problem. Say, where would the, where might this happen again? And what can I put in place so that I can eliminate that one? And what will happen to your great dismay is that you'll find a new problem that you need to solve. <laughs> but, you won't, but you won't have to solve that one again because you've, you've worked it out. And so I think, you know, the whole thing about being an entrepreneur is if you're growing, you're always going to have more to do in the same amount of time. And so that feeling of why isn't this getting easier is always going to be there. And, you know, that little little voice in the back of your head that goes, why am I not getting this right? Do you know? And, and, and the thing, this sounds terrible. The thing that gives me great, great hope is when I see, I, even though I say don't compare yourself to other people, but I just got an email in it from some big person who went, oops, my link doesn't work. And I'm like, you hmm. know? <laughs> it happens to everybody, right? Right. Yeah. That's life. It happens to everybody. No big so. deal. And sorry. And there's so the three P's are, tell me them again, please. So that I've got procedural. them in my head. Yeah. You start okay. with procedural, then you go right. with personal. Right. And then you go to proactive. Right. Cool. And then the proactive allows you to forestall other problems that may happen because you're looking for where is it transferable. And there's also that, you know, sometimes the word process feels like it's a four letter word, but it's not right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're talking me through this, I'm thinking, you know, even somebody who's working on their own actually has a little bit of a process Mm -hmm. have to be a complicated thing for it to be a process. How do you publish a blog post, for example, or what's the steps that you take for your social media post? Mm -hmm. And so if you just even grab yourself a post-it note or open a note on your phone and just say, oh, Every time I want to do a social media post, I always do these things. I get an idea. I, you know, keep a list of um, inspirations that I might have. I choose one of those inspirations. I write the, you know, the title. I want to make sure that I'm making an offer for something or that I'm clear (laughs) on why I'm doing it. And here's my little five-step procedure. And then if that post isn't working, your 3P still applies. This doesn't have to be complicated stuff, right? right? But but the beauty of what you're just saying is it gets you ready to grow for when you have to transfer that process to somebody else. And right. I think that's the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs have in growth is that when they have to tell some, you know, they haven't emptied it out of their head exactly what they're doing. And the things that seem like they're the simplest things to you are not going to be the simplest things to somebody else. Right. Or they don't know exactly the way you want it. And so they're kind of left guessing. And then you start that relationship off on a, you know, a not so great foot because 
psychically you think they should understand exactly what you want. You haven't explained <laughs> it. And then they don't know and they do their best guess. And so that just takes you so much more time. Right. I, I heard the, I heard the best thing from someone who um, was thinking about bringing somebody in and she's like, I don't want to write down standard operating procedures. And we were in a mastermind group and the person said, you know what? Have the person shadow you, have them write down the procedures and then try them and see if they work. And we were all like, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah. And and as they're shadowing you, they're asking the questions that you didn't even know needed to be answered. Right. So that's true. And the one thing that that is a high priority for me, and especially for the women that I coach, is they'll say, I want somebody just like me. And I go, that is the last thing that you need. You do not need somebody just like you. And so when you are in a situation, whether it's a, you, you're subcontracting to a VA or subcontracting to somebody else, you actually bring somebody in, you have got to make them safe enough to be able to say, I don't think this is working. I think I have a better idea and be open to that. Because one of the biggest lessons I've learned is really creative, driven people can pick the best people and then micromanage them into absolute mediocrity. Right, right. Because they they are so on them that they're afraid to make any decisions or any, you know, anything on their own which is such a waste of talent and so demoralizing to that person. And and ultimately it's a form of self-sabotage as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Mike, if you uh, bring somebody on for some support and then you micromanage them and squish the life out of all the gifts that they could bring, guess what? You've just, you know, you brought on somebody great and then you didn't allow them to contribute in the way that they could. Ah. So yeah. if we go back to dead reckoning, You know, part of the dead reckoning is, for me, is I want everybody that I interact with to leave better than when they they first met me, whether that is a long term relationship or whether it's just a short encounter that they leave feeling, you know, that it was a worthwhile endeavor, um, you know, to have done that. And that sounds weird, but it's like, you know, you you talk to some people and you can't wait to get away from them. Right. Yeah. And there's enough bad stuff going on in the world that I kind of feel like, you know, we should be not that, you know, that you're this phony person, but that you listen, that you listen to their ideas, that you contribute in some way. That's important to me, you know, and that's part of what I hope my legacy is. And, you know, part of your legacy is going to be other things like my daughter is going to be almost 50 this year. She is going to be 50 this year. And one of the things she said to me was, mom, one of the best things you ever did was that Halloween that you made us these great super, you know, superhero costumes. And, you know, at the time when that happened, I was in graduate school and I was working part time. And I was like, my mother used to make costumes for us. And I was like, I'm not making costumes. I got work. I got graduate school. I'm not doing this. And when I went to buy it, it was like, this is not a costume. This is a bag with a mask. Oh, it ended yeah. up making this, you know. But the thing is, at 50, she, you know, I don't remember what grade I got on that test. Yeah. But, you know, her childhood was, and my son too, was so much better because of the time that I spent doing that, you know. So, 
this this concept of dead reckoning really and really meshes nicely with your why right you know the big yes. why um it's more of the end result but then how do you want to be when you're there how do you want to live your life along the way and i think that that's that's really important as well wow and also also what kind of business you have like i said who wants to build a business that you hate oh yeah right that then you can't get away from fast enough we don't want that yvonne thank you so much gosh we've covered a lot we've covered the three p's we've covered the dead reckoning what else did we cover something else Falling down and getting up and how fast. Right. Yeah. Um, we cover. <laughs> we, <laughs> and how we do how you do one thing is how you do everything. That if you have yeah. a strategy for losing weight with the vision, you can try those are completely transferable to your Absolutely. business as well, right? And we talked about, you know, you're always if you're growing, you're always going to be over more have more to do because you're in the same amount of time. And so, you know, I think the one thing that I didn't say that that I think is so important is love yourself. If something is not working, hmm. it could just, you know, it just could be that it's not you. It's not your style. It's not the way you learn. It's not the way you do things. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You just have to find the way that works for you, because if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work. And, and, and I, right now my, my, my soap opera is about people who have bought programs and didn't finish them or couldn't get them to work or whatever, you know, because of um, that kind of thing. So, you know, again, if you're proactive, you can, you know, if you go to the procedure, you can see what, what's good. What are, what do I like about this? What works the way I work and how can I use it in the future? Yeah, I really like this being kind to yourself and that finding your own way is really, is really important. And I'm sure that your clients really appreciate that about working with you as well. So of all the things that we've covered, I know that there's a website, there's a lead magnet, there's all kinds of ways that you can support the audience. How can people find out more about you? Probably the easy way is to book a call with Yvonne or go to www.productivitycoach.today, which is my free course. Um, if you book a call, I will give you my productivity ahead, five easy steps to get immediate results, which which has to do with, with how you use it in your personal life and your business life. Mm, wonderful. I'll make sure to put all those in the episode notes as well, so people can just click and follow along. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. I love talking to you. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.